Today, I'm sitting down with one of the most influential and celebrated hairstylists in the world, Sam McKnight. Join us as we discuss the most iconic moments over his career, from his editorial cover shoots for Vogue to being the personal hairstylist for Princess Diana. Hi everyone and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories of their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable in Maine has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other. It can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you're an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to welcome our guest for today, Sam McKnight. He is the legendary hairstylist renowned for creating some of the most era-defining looks of the past few decades. In 2017, Sam launched his Hair by Sam McKnight range that quickly gained a cult following and truly epitomized his passion for empowering women through hair. Each product expresses style that had become synonymous with some of his most signature looks, from Princess Diana's iconic short hairstyle to the infamous 90s supermodel blowout. To date, he has contributed to over 200 shoots for Vogue magazine alone and collaborated with numerous major fashion houses, including the likes of Chanel, Louis Vuitton, Dior, and Tom Ford. And one thing I admire most about Sam is his drive to continue to create, continue to challenge, and break the boundaries of what beauty can achieve. So, Sam, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So I ask all my guests the same question. I'm curious to see your answer for this is, who, in a nutshell, is Sam? Oh, God, what a difficult question. Um, I think, in a nutshell, I'm not so sure because I'm not so sure I am one thing. I think I'm probably, like most people, multidimensional. I don't see myself as being a, a singular thing. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Yeah. Well, it's a, in, in my job, I have to be many different things to many different people. I have to be a creator, I have to be an image maker, I have to be a psychologist, I have to be a an athlete sometimes with the sets we have to get up and down on. I know. Uh, you know, I, I, I have to be, it's not just about doing hair, that's for sure. Yeah. So for me, I guess, when you, if you guess you're trying to put it in a nutshell, I guess my whole career has been about collaborations. It's been about collaborating with a photographer, a makeup artist, a stylist and designer i mean albeit the the best that the world can offer thankfully um but i think it, it's it's always been like you, like you said it's always about collaborations and still is to this day i mean a world full of collaboration is a world full of opportunities to learn and grow and and help each other along the way which yeah. i mean yeah absolutely. It, it's it's kind of like i really do feel also post pandemic everyone is like so open for collaboration. I'm seeing it left, right yeah. and center, which is just a beautiful place yeah. to be in, in this space. So yeah, but yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. But um, I kind of want to kind of go back a bit to the beginning uh, first. So um, I know you were born in Scotland. Uh, whereabouts in Scotland were you born? In uh, Ayrshire in the southwest of Scotland. Amazing. Yeah. And, and, and did you, like, what were some of the initial memories of beauty 
that you had or, or yeah, growing up in Scotland? Do you remember any of those moments? Well, I guess, I guess growing up as a teenager, we were very sort of tuned in in the UK, all over the UK, to uh, a TV show called Top of the Pops. So we were all very inspired by musicians. Like, for instance, um, David Bowie, I guess, was my kind of major inspiration in the 70s. I think not just for me, for a, for a generation of children, teenagers, and still remains so today. So then I know you moved to London in, 19, in your 1970s, and that was such an amazing time to, to see the movement of, of beauty, fashion. Um, what was it like going from Scotland to, to London at that time? Well, it was really exciting. It was, it was, it was very different to how it was now because it, 1975, when I got to London, was just 20 years on from the end of rationing from the Second World War, you know. So when I was born in 1955, um, I think meat was still in, it came to, the rationing of meat came to an end there. We, were, we, we had been living in a, a sort of poverty-stricken country, really. I mean, it was it was... You know, London was full of bomb sites, and and it, it was it was not the sort of rich, glamorous city you see now. It was it was starting to rebuild itself from 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 a very 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 difficult, destructive war. So, you know, to cut a long story short, the sixties was, I mean, the sixties was the, the beginning. The fifties and the sixties, I guess, was the beginning of that, and then the seventies. I guess the sixties was sort of like the 60s you'd imagine but probably only for a few hundred or a few thousand people but by the 70s tv had brought that to the masses so and i was part of the color tv generation if you like so i was kind of exposed to um the youth cultures of the day you know because really the 60s was the first time that youth culture that there had ever really been such a thing as youth culture. And in the 70s, it had kind of cemented itself. And I was one of the first generations to, to experience that in, in, in a recognisable way um, that it is today. Because now youth culture today, of course, is everything, you know. It's, it's very, very different today. But um, no, so, so I, I remember reading, so your first, was it true, your first job was at Molten Brown Hair Salon? My first, well, no, I had worked in a few salons before. Then I worked in Elizabeth Arden and Bond Street. And then I worked in, okay, yeah. in um, Miss Selfridge in Regent Street. And then I, I found myself in Malta Brown and South Malton Street, which, which, was, which was a wonderful place to work for three years. And that's where yeah. I was introduced to um, working for magazines like Vogue. Wow. So, so obviously today I know Malton Brown, it's, 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 you know, they have obviously the products and they have the stores. Yeah. So what was it like? But was it one flagship store? Or a salon? It was one was it like beautiful, one? amazing store, which is still there in South Malton Street. It has the original, I guess, protected rounded glass windows in the front. I don't know what it is now, but it was owned by the daughter, Caroline, of, of Mrs. B, who owned Browns. So it was part of the Browns empire. And... Um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it, it was an amazing place to work because all the sort of icons like Bianca Jagger and 
and all those guys all came there to have their hair done. So I was kind of exposed to that world, yeah, in my 20s, early 20s. Did you have any of like... Like highlights from that time, from those moments where you're on set, from the first editorial shoot at Vogue, or like, what are some of the most iconic memories? I mean, the first time you you get sent on a photo shoot, it's it's really kind of daunting, and I but I very quickly realised that that's what I wanted to do. But don't forget also that just before I started, hair and makeup on a shoot was a kind of a new thing. Models pretty much did their own hair and makeup until a few years before. And it was usually a, a hairdresser from a salon would go and do their hair when, when they started having hairdressers on shoot. And so, so it was a new thing. And I remember when I kind of decided that I didn't want to work in the salon anymore. I wanted to risk putting all my eggs in one basket and just doing photo shoots. Um, everyone thought I was crazy. How can you do that? There's not enough work. And there wasn't enough work in the beginning, but it was the beginning of the industry as we now know it. Yeah, no, it's actually, we take it for granted today, but that's, it's, 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 it's true. Like how now you have sets where you have like, forget one hairstylist, you have assistants on assistants and it's like a whole yeah, yeah, yeah. show, right? Oh no, we didn't have that. There'd probably be six people on a shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at max. Yeah. yeah it's, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, it's also cool. you didn't have multi, you didn't have multiple models. You didn't have big sets. You didn't have, you, you had one camera, one photographer. You didn't have, um, a, a thousand things to shoot, you know? It's so true. Yeah. And, and now, nowadays it's, it's a very different game. I mean, th- there's obviously some, element depends on the budgets of, of brands and companies, but yeah. The, the way well, I mean, the, the, the thing that hasn't changed is you're still doing hair. That, that hasn't you're changed. You're still doing hair. You're still exactly. doing hair. That, that's, that's not changed. I mean, the, 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 you know, the sideshow around it has changed, but the, 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 the hair styling hasn't really changed. Still, still doing the same thing. So, so what was it like? I, I know you obviously worked with the most incredible people, uh, one being Princess Diana, of course. Um, uh, was it like there was an initial Vogue shoot I read in 1990 that was like the first big moment? Uh, what was that journey like? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, in 1990, I met Princess Diana on a shoot for Vogue. Um, we were shooting portraits with Patrick de Marchelier of some young English girls. And... The last person to come in, and we didn't know who we were going to be shooting. It was just a, 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 a few portraits. And um, the last person to come in happened to be Princess Diana, uh, who was really lovely. She came sort of bounding up the stairs and smiled and made all of us fall in love with her immediately. And we, Patrick took that amazing picture of her that's where she's sitting on the floor in a strapless white satin dress uh kind of really laughing in a tr and it became a real sort of iconic image that's amazing yeah i mean everyone knows that image like it's it's so iconic yeah 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 Just, i mean i have yeah. i have a fridge magnet with it on it <laughs> rightly so rightly so <laughs> yeah i mean that's a what, what history to be made so no what, what uh, i'm sure it must have been just uh yeah definitely one of those things that will never never leave you because it's such no, an iconic moment absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So uh, I, I know you've had, a, well, you know, we'll be here all day if you talk about your incredible career. But what's really exciting to me is your beautiful brand, Hair by Sam McKnight. And you were so kind to send me your products. And uh, I honestly, as a, as a hair care founder myself, I don't say it lightly, but the products are absolutely incredible um, as well, because we don't have styling in my products. So I can now use your products for my styling because I don't <laughs> have that. Thank you very uh, much. So, you know, you've, uh, but I know well, you like them. We love them. I rightly so you should. But, but I know when you, when you create after your, obviously you've been around a lot of products uh, during your times on set and obviously in the industry. So you also know how much noise there is out there. So I know when you were going to quit your brand, it was only intentionally with things that were needed, missing, and uh, uh, even things you would want to use as well, right? So would love to know sort of uh, what was the birth moment of the brand itself? Well, I had been working for years with, with, with lots of different products and, and working with brands, um, sort of advising them on products, um, working with big companies, I even did a small range of my own in the 90s. Um, so I knew, uh, you know, I knew that side of it. But what I felt was missing was hairstyling products, hair products that were easy to use, yep. that weren't complicated, that weren't confusing, that were totally honest, and that had light formulations that were almost foolproof. Because what, what I do in my job, I can't make any mistakes. We sometimes have to do multiple hairstyles on one girl throughout the day. So if we use product that's too heavy or there's irreversible, we don't always have the time to wash the hair. So the, the, the need for foolproof, easy to use, easy to brush out, lightweight products that you could layer on um, was my, my goal. And another goal was because because we we kind of we were coming across a lot of products that were they they were they worked really well, but you couldn't brush them out and change it into something else. You were kind of stuck with it. So that was really important to me to to have products that that were really reworkable. And we, we the word brush outable doesn't exist, but we kept using it. It was a word we kept coming back to. In doing that, from my for for, for my need in doing hair. I knew that that was really important for women when they were doing their own hair too. And men, let's not forget. Exactly. And it's become a mission of mine to change the way we think about hair, to change, change the narrative. Because I, I, I would get people sitting in my chair who say, oh, no, my hair is terrible. It won't do this and it won't do that and I can't do this. But actually you can because technology has moved on so far now that, and I think in the past, there's been a kind of tendency to focus on the negative narrative, like your hair is so bad that it needs this, or your hair is, uh, to get your hair to do this, your hair won't do that because of this, you know, all the kind of the pitfalls rather than, because what I would say to someone in my chair is, oh, my hair would never do that. Well, well, actually, maybe it would, and maybe it's not that difficult. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe just a little tweak is all it needs. So let's let's talk in a positive way about it. Let's let's. Yes, I know, I know, I know. You can't. I know everyone's hair's not going to do everything, but the greatest sin in the hair world for me, for, for modern hair, is to 
not change your hair, is to keep with the same hairstyle day in and day out forever. That, for me, that's really aging, you know, because um, products, technology, tools, everything has moved on so much in the last, what, 10, 15 years. I and mean, it's constantly moving. And the beautiful thing is that you can, you can change your hair temporarily really quickly and really easily. And that is, it's, it's the ultimate mood booster. Not only will it look good, it's going to make you feel good. And it needn't be, you know, a permanent color change or God forbid a perm that people used to have or something that was so permanent that there was no going back. It, it, it's all about sort of temporary tweaks and transformations. I love that. Do you know what I mean? Uncomplicating things, kind of de- 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 demystifying it was a, was, was a word we kept using. And it was kind of, it was that thing of skincare has been talked up for so many years now, but hair care was lagging behind a little bit and we thought we need to elevate hair care to the same level as skin care because I mean it is a, a key thing I'm going to go back to is is the way your hair makes you feel I mean we have that quote right you you have a bad hair day you know you wake up with a good hair day how it can change your whole mood and exactly as yeah. you said it, it's so powerful and and I felt skin was always taking the, 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 the limelight, if you will. And, and a lot of people would always talk about skin, skin, skin. But there is this huge excitement that the hair category is now bringing, thankfully. Um, but it, it should have been a lot sooner because uh, it's, yeah, why, did, why does it have to go against you? Why does it have to be change this or fix this? And one quote you've said on your website. Yeah, so good. No, no, it's, it's about, it's, it's, I think people were made to feel they had to have a battle with their hair. Yes, and, and, exactly. And it's, for, for me, it's more about embracing what you have and making the most of it, you know? It's so, no, I was going to say one quote you have on your website, which I absolutely love is, and I'll read it here, it's like, enjoy your hair because it can be the ultimate mood booster and your greatest yeah. accessory. And that's so absolutely. true. And then, yeah, then yeah. you say, there is more to you that you're yet to discover, which is like what's already there is so a beautiful, workable, and you just might need the right tools, the right little products to help you, you know, take out the most of it without changing it in its entirety because it's our unique footprint. You know, it's, it's, it's what keeps us to ourselves. And there is that whole culture of like, you know, even from what we're bringing with Fable in Maine, it's about, we have this saying, like, wildly you, like, let your hair, like, why do we have to tame back our hair? Like, let it be out there. Let it be wild. Let it be free. Uh, and yeah, or, or, or tame it, or tame it back for a day if you want it to be, you know. And and, and it, it's okay. You 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 can do that. You you know, you give yourself permission to do that. Exactly. That's no, so so true. So and I love that. But I would love for you to maybe like talk us for those listening. Um, as majority of the podcast is consumed audio, would you be able to paint us through your beautiful product portfolio for us? Ah, oh, okay. Um, well, I have. We, we launched five years ago. We launched um, four dry stylers, um, which have ch- changed the way we do hair backstage. They, they've, they've cut our hairdo times from sort of half an hour to sometimes, you know, thirty seconds um, with our with our core. We called it a barely there texture mist. It's a fantastic volumizer, texturizer. It's super light, but it will give you instant texture and volume, and it brushes out beautifully. Um, I, we did that 
It comes from working with Kate Moss a lot and Kate having fine hair and, and needing a little volume, but n- not heavy volume, not a heavy, wet volume, a, a sort of dry, light, airy texture. And to get that, we used to have to wet the hair, put mousse in it, dry it. But this way, I can just spray that on, and it's, it's a 20-second thing. Our Lazy Girl Dry Shampoo comes from the same kind of background. It's light, um, it's airy, it's invisible. It, you can use it as a texturizer or as a, or as a, a dry shampoo. And we, on our website, we have different ways of showing people how to use it, because I think, I think an issue for us, people not knowing exactly how to use a product. So we're going to address that, making films in our gorgeous studio here. We're going to address that going forward and give people easy-to-follow tips and tricks on how to use the products. Uh, we have a much heavier, um, I say heavier, much stronger texturizer called Easy Updo, which is perfect for silky hair that is difficult to uh, manage, difficult to get it to stay in an updo, where the, the pins just slide out. A few blasts of this will give it enough grip so that you don't need so many pins. It's also fantastic for, for volume, for backcombing. Uh, our multitasking hairspray, called we called it modern hairspray, because it's not a hairspray as you would imagine it from the 80s. It's got heat protecting in it, heat protection in it, so we, could, we use it often to straighten or curl or wave. We even use it to blow dry. It's a great finisher. It's a great um, volumizer. It's... It's the product I would take to a desert island on a shoot if I could only take one thing on the plane. Now, we launched with those, and then a couple of years later, we launched our um, Happy Endings, which is a finishing balm. It's a a, a hybrid styling um, care product. It's a nourishing balm, which has a styling property because it defluffs, it defrizzes, and it defines. Now, a lot of people think they have frizzy hair, but they don't. They have fluffy hair. And it just needs, it just needs a tiny little bit of this. goes a long, long way. And you can keep applying it, and it won't build up. You know, it's a, it's a very, very, very light balm. We have our care, which we just launched. I'm going to go through these really quickly. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, They're so good. Yeah. They deserve the airtime. Please, please. Thank you. <laughs> we... we um, we have a light cleanse and light nourish. Um, we've called them cleanse, but yeah. it's, it's, the cleanse is a hair and scalp shampoo because we've developed the formulation to a skincare level because we were talking about how do we incorporate the scalp care into this. And that, my thing is you don't use something else to clean your scalp. You use the same thing. So what we do is we lift the shampoo up to a skincare level and we call it a light cleanse. And the light nourishes the matching conditioner. Now these are for um, daily washes, for people who wash their hair frequently, who want a lightweight shampoo that they can use a lot. Um, we also have the other end of the spectrum, we have for, for people whose hair is bit more damage, needs a bit more love, needs a bit more moisture. We have our rich cleanse and our rich nourish, which follow the same cleanse and nourish 
wording. Um, and these are color-saving, moisturizing, much richer than the light lens. We're hoping that those words, um, the, the, the words light and rich, kind of say in one word what your hair needs. We also have a curl cleanse, which is a cleansing conditioner for um, curls and textured hair. And we have Deeper Love mask, which is quickly becoming a cult product. And we, we called it Deeper Love because it's part of our language is about bringing love back into the hair world because it is it's about loving your hair it's about it's not just about hair care it's about hair love so you'll see these words like happy and love and joy coming into our our language as we get, get going it's it's about accentuating the positives if you like you know and making people yeah. making people feel good about their hair now they're they're all vegan they're cruelty free they're even gluten-free. We, we added a couple more um, styling products just a couple of weeks ago, actually just last week. We have an addition to our Curl Girl volume range, which is our Curl Girl Super Lift, yes, which is a root volumizer, because you know sometimes the most difficult place to get volume is on the roots, you know. So this is a fantastic root volumizer. Again, it's... It's not really sticky and not heavy, and it works really well. Works fantastic well with the blow dry. We also have Save the Dew, which is our blow dry lotion. It's a heat protecting lotion for blow drying. So that should be used at all times uh, for blow drying. It even works if you just if you if if you're not going to do a proper blow dry. It'll work if you're just sort of scrunching your hair or just using the the diffuser on it. It's just got enough heat protection in it to protect it from the blow dry. So that's kind of in a nutshell where we are. That is so at the moment, exciting. With, with, with quite a few things to come. I mean, it's, it's really all about what I need and what I use in my kit and what I think that every woman is going to need to get the results that I think she should be able to get. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. E- e- easily and without complicating things. Um, yeah. Being, being honest, c- coming, from, coming from a place that, is, uh, that I know I need, so mm. I know you need it too. But also, you've spoken to so many people, right? All, all types of people over the years that you know what they've also potentially needing right and i think uh creating a brand based on experience but also feedback over the years oh absolutely um, feedback i mean everything yeah. is formulated by myself and my very small team and we we, we formulate these things we, we 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 test these things backstage all the time what do you think what do you think of this and it, everything is nothing is we haven't got to a manufacturer and, and bought stuff off the shelf everything from scratch is formulated and concepted by us is okay what do we need to get this look well this is what we need we need this and we need this and i don't want it ever to be 10 products from one look because that just defeats the object so we're trying to to fine-tune it and simplify it so that consumers can get those results 
without being uh, without being confused and sort of so that they can look at it and be drawn in rather than look at it and think, oh no, I don't even know where to begin there. We're, we're giving you the tools. We're, we're giving you the tools to make it easy for yourself to do exactly. that. Uh, and one thing also I have to say, uh, having uh, tried the products now over the last few days, um, was the aroma. Because uh, my father's 40 is in the, in the fragrance industry. So right. for me, scent is very important. For and, me too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love, I, I saw it was like botanically scented. So tell us about the scent experience. Well, the fragrance is, is, it, the fragrance is really important to me. I knew um, that I wanted a high fragrance, a fine fragrance in my line. And I asked Lynn Harris from Perfumer H to come. She spent a couple of afternoons in my garden because I'm very into my plants in my garden. So um, it was important. Also, uh, skipping over that, there's a lot of botanicals, a lot of of, um, active botanicals in in my range too. So so that's a kind of marriage of that. And the colours are all inspired by my garden. But um, to go back to the fragrance, so she went away and she came back with the fragrances in my garden that had kind of, that we talked about and she had, she, she came back with a, with a few ideas. I mean, to be honest, they were all good. It was a really, it was a really difficult choice, but I think we made the right choice because it's a, it's a fine fragrance that's, it's not really flowery. It's much, it's much more kind of green and, and clean than, than floral. There, there are florals in it. And I think you can't quite pinpoint what it is, but it has a very unique and I think beautiful fragrance. And t- the fragrance has been a huge, huge part of our success. I can believe that. Now, even like, and as it's coming from born and raised in London, it, it also feels really homely, if that makes sense. Like it feels something very familiar to me growing up uh, in the outdoors and the nature. So. Well, there's a little bit of that smell of rain in there. Ah, yeah. That's that's the clean, fresh, yeah, that fresh, clean, dew. fresh, rainy smell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can really feel that. I mean, that's why you have a great perfume, right? Well, I, 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 fragrances, I know fragrance is a huge part of hair care because it's, it's almost... The first thing, it's your first um, thing that hits you when you use something because you, you, people do, they do that straight away. You don't put it on your hair straight away, you put it on your hands straight away. So, so it fills the room straight away. So, and if you don't like the smell, you're not going to use the product. Uh, yeah, and for me, it was really interesting because in building Fable, which is all about Ayurveda, uh, I don't know if you've ever tried any Ayurvedic, like, like true Ayurvedic products, but they're like, they stink. Like they're like, you don't even want to like, you put them on and you like, get them out. Oh, no, I know. Like, I understand. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know, you know. They, smell, they um, kind of smell like, they smell like the greengrocer's floor. Yeah. Literally. And, and like yeah, and yeah, going yeah. to school, I was always like growing up with these oils my grandma used to put in. I was like, wash it out, wash it out twice, three times. <laughs> so uh, when building Favor, we knew we wanted to modernize it. And for me, aroma was a way to like bring the Ayurvedic potency, but also empower the journey of having yeah. these products on your hair. And I actually, um, I was at Dior at the time in the head office working for them for a few years. And I spoke to François de Machi, who's a nose, and he was telling me about a trip to India. And I said, look, like you had this scent in your head, like Dior will never let you create it because it's Dior. So why don't you just make it for my brand that I'm creating? And he actually gifted the scent Incredible. of my oil. Amazing. Um, based from a strip. So there is no, and then it was hard to like, okay, now how do I make it clean? How do I make it, you know, that's another whole story, right? Um, but uh, it, it's really what led to the success of, like how you said, your brand and our, my brand, it's, it's scent goes a long, long yeah. way when it comes a to long hair care. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think I didn't want to be. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go and choose a scent off the shelf. I wanted it no. to be absolutely particular to to me and our brand, and it had to mean something to me. So that that garden connection to me was really important. Oh yeah, that's so beautiful. Uh, I have to before we go into fire round and, and sort of wrap it up because I know we have, probably have a busy day ahead. But uh, what was like the last few? Years? The pandemic obviously was a big moment where we're at home, uh, kind of like. Uh, but still, if you will, what was those years like in building a hair by second? Because obviously it launched before that, but but still, that was a key growth moment, I'm sure, being at home. Well, we had, I mean, it was funded by me. And we, yeah. we had launched our initial four products before. So we were due to launch the next phase before the pandemic. Um, yeah. But obviously that was not going to happen. And, and, so we took the time to kind of uh, look for investment, basically. But also what happened during that time was we, our, our manufacturer went bust. So that was, that was problematic. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. But, but we, we actually used it. And I kept saying from the beginning of the, you know, the, the two years that it went on from the beginning, I kept saying, well, I've got to look at this as an opportunity. You know, it's not a disaster, it's an opportunity. So, and I'm always glass half full. So the glass was half full, the glass was running over. And um, I said, so let's, let's look at where we are. And while, while we're, 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 we found very quickly a new manufacturer. So we had to develop a relationship with them. And we thought, okay, let's, let's take some time and tweak the formulations, which is because we kept getting asked about vegan and all those questions. So let's make them all vegan, which we did. And let's, let's use, um, let's try and be as sustainable as possible. Listen, it's almost impossible. So, and, and we've been looking at plastic alternatives, but they're too expensive. So we, 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 we made a decision to, do, to, to only box the products that had to be boxed for damage control. Um, and Other than the exact everything. same. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Made we, we don't want to put that cost to the consumer. So there's an opportunity. We, we can't. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have a business. Be you know? Not yet. We, we're, we are looking at things. It's a journey. Um, it's a journey. Constantly. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone is in the same boat. So we were in recycled and recyclable plastic. We had in development, but we couldn't really manufacture them because I wasn't happy with it because they weren't sustainable. We had um, our cleansing cloths, which are, they've, they've been incredible. They've become a cult um, product already. They are cloths, but they're completely compostable. They're made from tree pulp cellulose. So, and the plastic is, is recycled plastic. As soon as they're an alternative, we'll be using it. Um, yeah. But as soon as we found this um, tree pulp cellulose way of doing it, with it, okay, let's let's do it now. So we've been waiting a few years to do that, and and now it can be affordable too. But they are an alternative to dry shampoo. They are actually cleansing. They are witch hazel and aloe vera. So they're kind of they are. They're kind of the little star of our summer this year because they're great for festivals. And I'm, I'm really proud of those. They're not just biodegradable, they're, they're compostable. And I have put them in my bin, so I know. Six weeks and they're compostable. So, so going forward, we are going to be looking at 
those kind of things. Yeah, and innovation. That's a very innovative yeah. product. Already, yeah. And it's, it's incredible to see. Uh, have you found people have been open to, because it's, it's not a common thing, right? Like a hair cleansing cloth. Is that something that had a lot of education needing? Uh, that's, that's an ongoing um, project. I, think, I yeah. think with all our products, I think with all our products, I see online, the brilliant thing about online is I see how people are using them. And, you know, yeah. sometimes people use them in a different way that I hadn't thought of, which is great. Mm. But then yeah. sometimes some people use them in a way that, no, that's not actually how you that's use it. Okay. So, <laughs> so we, we need to do a video to show you how to use it. So yeah. I, I love having, I absolutely love having feedback. It's, it's, yeah. the, 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 the internet is going to tell you. <laughs> well, TikTok is phenomenal. Yeah. And sometimes it will yeah. get too big where it's like it creates a product use for you. But it is a good thing and a bad thing by creating a brand that's so clean and vegan and stuff is it is pretty safe to use it in multi-purpose ways, right? Like it is a fact, like it's not going to be that. But yes, definitely educating the consumer to be like, these are the best ways to use the product and here's the preferred steps. Well, I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that we're completely clean and all and yeah. sustainable, but, but we are yeah. as much as we can be. Yeah. Um, but but, but the, 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 the bottom line with my products is performance. That's the main thing, yeah. It is, exactly. it, it, they yeah, need yeah. to work. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm the same too. Like, I mean, this is where clean is a very dangerous word as well, because it's not, it's, you know, what is the definition? Even our products and we have plastic in some things, we have uh, yeah. certain ingredients that you need to make it stabilized on shelves. It's not like, you know, we're definitely not Ayurvedic. We say we're Ayurvedic inspired, but it's about, again, you've got the balance of it's, it's, you know, vegan, it's cool to feel like that, plus it's performance and that's what you want. At the end of the day, yeah. people want results. If they're not going to see results, they're not going to come back. You're absolutely right. You just said it, results. That's, that, that's, that's what we're all about, you know? That's the most important today when it comes to creating products because there's a lot of them out there. And I think people have lost trust in some beauty brands because there's a lot launching every day. The barriers to entry have you know, reduced. Um, and often people are trying new products. They will often just be like, okay, I know it looks great. It says it's great, but does it work? Well, because these are all made from scratch by myself and my team who are all hairdressers. Yeah. The only way that passes, that goes onto the shelf is yeah. if it works. And if it works better than anything else on the market, or if it does something that, that, that other things don't do. Well, I, I don't know. You, you would never create something and not even one product unless it passed your, your test. So that's oh, already like a no, huge, yeah. yeah and there's, there's quite yeah. a lot of criteria there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is a, which honestly, yeah, it's probably a, I can imagine though as a founder myself, it's like, we have to sometimes be like, okay, we have to still think about commerciality, sellability. Of course. I mean, it is a, it is a balance. It's hard. It? It's a balance. Yeah. It's a balance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But amazing. So before we go to fire round, I have, I mean, I think you already answered it. I have a desert island situation. I'm just going to skip it. Like what is that one go-to product for you that you would bring to your desert island? You already mentioned it. Oh, I would have to say modern hairspray. Yeah. 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 The multitasker, the ultimate multitasker. It's, it's the best. That and the dry shampoo is with me in my bag right now. It's, it's by my side always. So it's so true. Cause, and I need it before my podcast, just quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, I have now five round questions and we'll, then we're, we wrapped it up. So this is first thing that comes to your, your mind. So the first question is, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving? Could be skin, it could be fragrance. I love, um, I'm loving Biosense. Bio 
Mm. Biosons. Biosons. It's, it's amazing. It's the squalene. And the squalene, hemisqualene. And I mean, what, what the, yeah. the group has done, even with the Rose and the JVN and the other brands in their, in the portfolio, it's, they've really done. I, I like the fact that it came from a lab and then the brands came after mm. the product. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah I like it on my great. skin. Yeah, amorous. Very good, yeah. Uh, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? I don't know. Probably chocolate. It's not so guilty. Chocolate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah, it's, it's probably my, my mind too. Um, what are you currently watching or reading? Oh, God, I am watching Dahmer on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Quite, have you, how far are it's you? Quite fr- I'm just in the second episode and it's really quite... Oh, intense. get ready, yeah. get ready. Yeah. I was actually yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. that I was like, Halloween is coming up, and I was like, I hope people don't dress yeah. up as Dama because it's like, it's like, it's <laughs> no. like, it's no, no, such no. a good it's show, quite, but it's also so it's, sad that this is a, such a reality of what just happened. I know, it's quite I horrific. Know. Yeah. yeah. I'm also watching myself on The Big Blowout. Oh, oh, amazing. I have to watch it then. That's very cool. Yeah. Ah, wait, is that on E4? Okay. I, E4. I saw about it. Okay, I'm gonna oh, watch God, it we, had, we had such good oh. fun making it, and it, it's a nice show. It's lovely. It's from the same people who do the Bake Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's the hairdressing version of the Bake Off. So I, I watched I watched it last night. Wait, are you like are you one of those people when you watch yourself? You're like, oh, or you're like usually, yeah. But I have to say, <laughs> I I'm not been like that watching that. Good, amazing. Oh, okay, I'm gonna watch it tonight. So that that's a good litmus test. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna watch it tonight. And I'll message you and I'll be like, uh, I'm very excited to watch. It. I was watching. I was and I love these shows as well because I love um, whether it's uh, the, the makeup one, Glow Up. I love. I love British Bake Off. I but I think like, when they approached me about doing it. it, it they were very interested in celebrating the industry and and, mm. and shining a light on it. And I think after the last couple of years, it's been a disaster for the hairdressing industry. And I think yeah. these young 11 stylists really kind of shining a really amazing positive light onto their industry and showing... Because it's also... It, it's quite difficult these days to get people it's, into the hair industry. It's so... But the, the training... Hopefully this and, will... Yeah. I know. Hopefully this will shine a light and um and i think it has i think it's doing that and especially after the pandemic i mean i my first ever job after yeah. university was at aveda and i was spending a lot of time going to salons and training them on digital so like giving them the tools to like film content and do reels yeah, and instagram yeah, work and yeah. stuff tiktoks and uh a lot of them who i follow now ended up after the pandemic either you know, they just lost their job they didn't end up going back into. oh i know there's week. so much of that it's so much of that so tough so yeah so so hopefully it's great. Oh, that, amazing yeah 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 but, and it was great fun. Um, it was great fun doing it. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, what a show. Very cool. So I'm going to watch that tonight. Um, do you have a favourite social media platform? I guess Instagram, really. Yeah. You know? yeah, Instagram, but um, I, it's, it's a little more difficult these days. It's not, quite as, it's not quite as easy as it was. You know? And it's, it's all about it's, video now, and it's a bit more... They change it all the time. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, just, I, I just think it needs to it. find itself again. You know, I, 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 I used to really enjoy it, but it's, it's kind of a little less, less visually friendly anymore. You know, exactly. No, I completely understand. I completely yeah. understand. Um, yeah. um, okay. My next question is my last question is if you weren't uh, in the beauty industry or, you know, the hair industry, what would Sam be doing right now? Oh God, that's a hard one. I get asked. I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing that. I, I would probably, I'd be in some creative industry. I would have to be. 
Um, I mean, I've done a lot of things in my lifetime. I've worked in factories. I've been a school teacher. I've been a window cleaner. I've been everything. But I think this this industry is a happy industry, and I think I think it probably would be something to do with making people happy, whatever that, whatever that would be. I don't know. Honestly, I feel that, I mean, I, I'm an engineer by trade of, you know, studied engineering and, and coding and I now, you know, sell hacker and uh, I, I actually would never do anything else. It's just, it's, it's, this well, I just, of, I, it's there, so there's, something, the there's something about the beauty and fashion industry that, that, that attracts people who, who like to, I mean, I'm quite a visual person. So and I love to create images, and I like to create images that make people smile, you know. Or, or, or would I be a gardener? No, that's too much hard work. No, that's too much hard work <laughs> in the rain. That, that's a passion, yeah. That, that I think full time <laughs> yeah. as a job—that's a lot of no, work. No, no, you're I right. You're right. Yeah, just yeah. Like escaping your own garden. I'll enjoy that. Yeah, the yeah, benefits yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> well, yeah. Sam, it's been such a pleasure. Um, oh, lovely to speak to you. Such no, honestly, thank you. Uh, well, where can everyone continue to follow you and the brand to stay up to date with everything? Um, I um, We are at Hair by Sam McKnight on. Yep. Instagram and TikTok and my personal is Sam McKnight one Easy. I'll put all the links in the bio and, yeah. our, and, our, and our website is sammcknight.com perfect and then everyone got an amazing masterclass into your array of products I'm sure they'll be going straight away so I'll make sure I'll make it easy for everyone listening to just go in the summary in the bio and just click straight away at the links thank you and uh, Sam it's been such an honour pleasure and uh, really thank you for making the time to speak to me and share your wisdom thank you for having me it's been lovely thank you hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too founded beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music podcast the acast app and many more and i'm also very proud to be part of the acast creator network so be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop we really appreciate every single follow listen share and review it truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable of Maine goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. <laughs>